Hey, I'm Kristen. And I'm Ashley. And this is Locked in a Closet. Join us as we tell each other stories of true crime, the paranormal, urban legends, and all things spooky. Welcome back, everybody. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? Honestly, not much is going on right now. I know. <laughs> Welcome to 2021. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's everyone's story. Yeah. It's like I'm scraping the barrel like of what's going on. Like I went for a nap today. Ooh. Right? It's nothing snowed. beats a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Except I got a new chair for my bedroom Ooh. from work. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's a really nice one. So really that's... like big backed ones. Like it's like it's good. Ooh, it's so really comfy. good for cross stitching. So oh nice. <laughs> that's all I need in life. Yeah. No, shamelessly plug your cross stitch store. Oh yeah, my cute little it's called One Cross Bitch. You can find me on Etsy. You should do it. She's Go really buy all my talented. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's uh pretty much the only new and exciting thing in my life. Other than something that doesn't really affect us that much, but there's no more Trump in the White House. Oh my God, no more Cheeto. No more. Yeah. We Honestly, got a lady in there. The news has been dry, which has been so nice. I know. <laughs> I saw once. a TikTok of a girl that was like, Do you know what Donald Trump did today? Neither did I. <laughs> like, it's so nice. Oh, and with him not being on Twitter, too, it's like just a double whammy. Yeah. yeah it's so nice. My favorite thing that was trending on inauguration day that i kept seeing everywhere was make politics boring again (laughs) yeah it's pretty accurate honestly i can stand by that that one yeah yeah i watched that i ended up i took a mental health day last wednesday because i was having a rough go um so i just like took the day off work and it happened to be inauguration day i honestly didn't know that it was (laughs) it's just it happened so i was watching it and i was just getting so emotional i was like oh my god (laughs) i didn't even watch it i don't i couldn't yeah. I wonder if your work just thinks you're like a die diehard like political. No, <laughs> I work for a psychologist, so she's like pretty <laughs> understanding with oh, stuff that's like good. that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was good and it helped a lot. So that yeah. was nice. Just Those are so thing. worth it. I think that we all need to have sick days and mental health days and they need to be separate. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like flex days for like appointments and stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's definitely nice knowing that it's an option. Totally. Yeah, and it's definitely come in handy in the last year with the stupid COVID stuff. (laughs) There's been a couple days where I'm just like, I can't do it today. I need a break. Yeah. And that should be like allowed and a lot more like understanded and respected and stuff. Like, 100%. I remember at some old jobs, I would take like a sick day and I'd have to be like, yeah, I'm just not feeling well. Like, and I, you have to lie because you're just saying, like, I'm just not here mentally today. And they're like, too fucking bad. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know if I'm just living in like a bubble because I do work for a psychology clinic. So like (laughs) it's all around me, but I feel like mental health is starting to get a little bit better. And actually, while we're recording this tomorrow is Bell Let's Talk Day. Oh, no way. uh, Topical. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's topical for sure. Yeah. So that's tomorrow, the 28th. If you're listening to this, it's already happened. But yeah. (laughs) And what do you have to do for that? You just have to hashtag it, right? So yeah, there's a bunch of different things on their website. It says everything like they will donate for every like hashtag that's used or every view of their video that they post they'll donate mm, okay for that yeah there's a bunch of stuff and then just... that's i'm glad they do that at least someone you know gets mental health being on like discussed. such a huge scale yeah yeah it's really, it's really good it's a really great 
thing that they've done. Yeah. Because like, you know, in Canada, we definitely have our healthcare system, which is, you know, it's okay. Mediocre. <laughs> if we don't pay for it technically or we do, but whatever. But mental health is definitely something that Canada and the rest of the world, but Canada especially needs to get better with. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think like me and like eight million other people who are addicted to TikTok right now are being like subtly diagnosed with ADHD. <laughs> Yeah. it's all over my for you page and I'm just like oh shit I think I do have it. like everything I'm like yeah that's me or like yeah, there's so being... many symptoms that like you don't really recognize you yeah but like everybody thinks like that but no yeah <laughs> it's and very now common I, just, I think I'm like a, a you know neurotypical ADHD mess <laughs> yeah and I, and I looked into getting diagnosed and as an adult it's so much more difficult and yeah. like and there's wait lists yeah and it's expensive and so time I'm just like fuck it I'll just I'll stay the the hot mess that I am because it's not worth it yeah you're functioning (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I'm I'm better than most so I have that at least yeah for sure yeah it's definitely it's wild like because I've been seeing some of that stuff and I I follow uh Colleen Ballinger on YouTube and stuff she's Miranda Sings also I don't follow Miranda Sings but I follow Colleen (laughs) um and she just recently got diagnosed with ADHD and it's been like life-changing for her like knowing that like everything that she's been living with is not normal honestly just I'll I'll say I'm self-diagnosed and that's probably the worst possible thing ever but like just knowing that yeah like like you said like what I'm going through is it's normal but like not normal but like other people go through it and it's it's a real thing and it's not just me being like am I crazy like oh there was one I saw the other day and for a little while there do you remember like crushed velvet became really popular again Mm -hmm. and um I guess it still is I like like crushed velvet like or the velvet like dresses or shirts like or now there's even couches of them like Mm -hmm. it makes me physically ill to touch oh really yeah like I and I never understood why and apparently that's like one a neurotypical thing like yeah sensory things and I was like oh shit like so it's not just me being insane like there's a reason that I don't like this thing and yeah it's comforting even if I don't have help for it or medication or anything <laughs> yeah for sure one thing that really got me which again Colleen was saying was that um she heard somebody say that they can just like turn their brain off and she had no idea that people can do that and like you can sit there and not have anything going through your mind like she always has like eight thousand things like oh I need to do this and this and this and this and this and yeah it's, like, all over the place and that was wild to me because I fortunately can turn my brain off <laughs> like there's been times where yeah. I just like sit there and do nothing and it's lovely um, but also isn't that's called something oh this is gonna drive me crazy where it's not like spacing out it's literally like disassociating oh yeah. yeah yeah so like yeah when there'll be times where I will definitely like it'll I'll feel like my brain is turning off but it's like I'm disassociating and I had no idea that was like a thing and had a name and a Mm -hmm. word and I was like oh shit like that's crazy because I definitely especially especially if I'm in like a high anxious situation where I'm very uncomfortable my whole body will just be like it'll just like hard turn off yeah done yeah and someone will be like are you okay and I'm just like staring and I'm like sorry what like my brain just like that's panic stops like you need to calm down because I get such bad anxiety in certain situations Mm -hmm. especially with everything going on (laughs) oh my god I know even going out in public now just like it it feels like a task like I'm starting to get like afraid of leaving the house more than ever now yeah I was getting really bad like that like last 
summer, I guess. It was probably like three or four months into COVID stuff because Michael was doing every grocery shopping trip. Like he was doing everything. I wasn't working in my office. Like I was working at home, not going out at all. And I was like, okay, this is bad. Like I go out of my house and I have like my chest hurts because my, like I'm so anxious and that obviously Mm -hmm. is a COVID symptom. So that that was making me more (laughs) anxious. And I was just like, oh my God, this is bad. Yeah. I ended up talking to my therapist and she's like, you need to go, (laughs) but like go with him because then if you do freak out when you're in the store. Yeah you can leave he can still get the groceries done and stuff like that and that was like a huge help for me so now I'm like okay but I was I was having the same thing (laughs) yeah I was having the same thing and I was like if we go together it's better but then there was a point where the stores were only letting like one per family in yeah I was like well I gotta do it because the shopping list is in my head yeah (laughs) I mean it's on the paper but it's also in my head like yeah because you want specific things and if you're doing most of the cooking then you need to (laughs) get what you want and yeah or like you if you don't remember but you see it on the shelf you're like oh shit yeah we need that yeah yeah Yeah, we did that the other day we needed ketchup and mayonnaise neither were on the list but we were in the aisle and i was like oh shit we need mayonnaise and he's like oh shit we need ketchup i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i every time i go grocery shopping i will leave with more than what was on my list because it's like oh we're running low on this or blah 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 Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. or like i this is an adhd thing apparently but i have a habit of um forgetting what we have and I think it's called object permanence like I said I've really been looking into ADHD (laughs) stuff because I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this I'm gonna get diagnosed and then then they saw the process and I was like I'll just fuck it I'll do later a lot yeah (laughs) Yeah. and so like I think I have like six jars of salsa in my pantry because I'm like (laughs) oh we need salsa (laughs) you just always need salsa always yeah (laughs) and then uh, then eventually it'll reach a point where I'm like no you have salsa and then we'll go to have make something with salsa and when there's no salsa because I haven't (laughs) been buying it yeah so maybe I do need to get diagnosed (laughs) or just take a picture of your uh, pantry before you go shopping every time It's a fucking mess right now. All right. Should we get started? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think the everyone needs to hear about my (laughs) extensive (laughs) list of mental issues. Yeah. Although it's important to talk about. (laughs) It sure is. Yeah. Definitely is. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I am covering uh the Falcon Lake alien encounter, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Where's Um, Falcon Lake? It's in Manitoba. Oh. which apparently people live in Manitoba. <laughs> we had a conversation about this last yeah. week. Never she, like, met text- anybody. <laughs> yeah, she texted me. She's like, is Manitoba real? Like, I don't even know anyone that lived there. I was <laughs> like, literally never encountered anybody that has ever been to, except for you now. Yeah. Or lived in Manitoba. Like, Honestly, once. like, sorry, Manitoba, for anyone that lives there. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. I lived there for a year. I Also, I was in like grade two grade three but the memories I have will forever haunt me because my I lived with some very redneck family and let's just say one time I came home and there was a skinned headless deer in my bathtub yeah that's enough to put you off the whole province (laughs) just yeah there was like a lot of snow we lived there during like the winter and then into the spring and yeah um okay so real quick I'm just gonna see my sources so there was an article uh, from CBC. Actually, it was a video, sorry, from cbc.ca. Uh, blog.atlasobscura.com. There was an article that I read. Wikipedia, obviously. And uh, falcontrailsresort.com. There was another article. Okay. Oh, and uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved Video. 
I love those guys. It wasn't very helpful this time. It was just no. entertaining. <laughs> yeah, they're just hilarious. Like yeah. I, I watched every single video that they put out. Oh yeah, I love That's it. Funny. On May twentieth, nineteen sixty-seven. Stephen McCulloch. He was an industrial engineer. Nope, that's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said engineer. It says mechanic. (laughs) Let me just start over. No, no, keep that in. (laughs) Okay, Stephen. Not a promotion. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Okay, Stephen McCulloch was an industrial mechanic by trade and an amateur geologist in his spare time. So on May 20th, 1967, he was prospecting for quartz and silver. I don't know. That's cool. I, different things said different things. I don't know. Maybe um, both. Maybe both. Who I couldn't knows? tell you. Maybe he liked multiple things. I mean, if he's an amateur geologist, I think he just likes all rocks. So That's true. I don't think he's going to be picky. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he was near Falcon Lake in Manitoba. Um, apparently he heard geese in a pond nearby and they were starting to like freak out for no reason so he stopped to take a look at what they were freaking out about and he saw two flying objects like silently flashing in the sky so he started looking for markings on them because initially he thought that maybe they were like nasa things that were randomly at falcon lake in manitoba canada (laughs) yeah in canada (laughs) um like he just thought that it was something coming from the states is what he said in this one interview okay well i mean okay so people who don't know manitoba which is fair enough i just looked where everybody yeah i looked where falcon lake is it's literally like right near the border between manitoba and ontario kind of close down to the states like near where minnesota is yeah (laughs) right whatever so he was looking at them one of them came closer to him and the light started to change colors so the thing ended up coming about 160 feet away from him i don't know how far that is because i guess he is an engineer so he would know his (laughs) um so when it came closer he realized that it was just like a silver shape and it was about 35 feet in diameter again (laughs) good for him for (laughs) figuring that i can't even picture how big that is yeah (laughs) so yeah it just like kept changing colors in front of him i guess it was there for quite a while because he was able to sketch out the shape of the object so um, did you say what year this was 67 okay so like cameras were yeah and I, I like he yeah I don't know yeah. <laughs> anyway like if he had one it wouldn't yeah. yeah it wouldn't have been great would have had to like develop yeah um so he spent some time sketching the shape I'm gonna put the picture on Instagram okay so that's a pretty the, typical looking alien yeah like shape. pretty much exactly what you would expect yeah a UFO to look like so he tried calling out to it in English first and got no response and then he did Russian got no response Polish. <laughs> he went straight to Russian yep <laughs> Polish got no response and then also German and he got no response from anything. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty impressive, but he knows yeah. four different languages. That's great. He's from Poland originally. Okay. I feel like I could say hello in at least four different languages, but that's about as far as it goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he walked up to it and he was like almost within touching distance. And then a hatch opened up from the top portion of the object, we'll call it. Apparently it hissed when it opened. So I don't know, oh, like... I don't know. About like that. air escaping, like <laughs> yeah, um, not like a cat pressure. Hissing, but yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and he could feel warm air coming out. And he also reported that it smelled of sulfur. Ooh, that's gross. 
He's brave to walk up to this thing. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, <laughs> the next the next sentence I put in all caps. He apparently poked his head inside the object. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, he could see a bunch of really bright lights. I think this is why um, women live longer. <laughs> oh my god, I know. I'd be like gone. I'd be gone. Um, so he put on his welding goggles, which note to self, always carry welding goggles, <laughs> apparently. He's panning for like yep. silver. Yep. <laughs> Um, and he said it was really hot, like the craft. So he touched it. He had gloves on. He touched it and it burnt the tips of the gloves when he reached out to touch it. Jeez. He also noted uh, that he couldn't see any connecting or welding spots on it. So it looked like it was one solid piece of metal instead Ooh. of like a couple pieces that were like crafted together yeah. like normal things are on the earth. Oh, I guess he'd be pretty familiar with that kind of stuff being like an aircraft yeah. mechanic. Yeah. Interesting that he would find this. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's really strange. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so when he was looking inside, I guess the thing started to like turn on the spot, and then it took off out of nowhere and it knocked him on the ground. And on the outside of the craft, I don't know if you saw in the picture, but there's like a bunch of little holes in it. Yeah, which I think are like kind of like exhaust. Oh yeah, probably holes. hey, like an exhaust so, port. Yeah. So where those were ended up singeing his clothes because it was so hot when it was taking off and it left burn marks on his stomach that's which there's also pictures of yeah interesting so that's kind of weird <laughs> so after this happened he made his way to the falcon motor hotel uh, where he found the owner and told her he needed to see a doctor his eyes were reported to be really bloodshot and he was quote out of sorts so i don't know there was one thing that I read that it was like a skeptic was saying that he was probably an alcoholic. So that's why he was like out <laughs> well, of sorts and stuff. And I'm like, well, if he lived in Winnipeg, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But like my family was all alcoholics. So, yeah. so I don't know. I mean, that could kind of, I don't know. I feel I like, don't think- cause in my story too, they try and blame alcohol for it too. Yeah. So I feel like that it's just trying to discredit yeah. people's experiences, I guess. But yeah super strange um so a little bit of time passed and then he started feeling really sick so he had headaches nausea weight loss blackouts basically a bunch of symptoms that were pointing to radiation burn oh and then after a few weeks he lost like a significant amount of weight and they were thinking that it was like cancer or radiation burn still so he went to the hospital and there was no radiation at all so it wasn't actually that crazy on june 30th so month and 10 days after it happened he went looking for the site with a friend because he was like kind of like disoriented when he was leaving Mm. Uh, and they found a 15 foot patch of burned grass where it was so they like alerted authorities all that stuff soil sample oh my god soil samples were (laughs) taken (laughs) from the area and they proved to be radioactive whoa the health department considered quarantining the area but they later discovered radium in the area i don't oh. really know what that is but anyway <laughs> <laughs> i think it's like it's probably on like the periodic table of elements I'll yeah just gander i guess yeah so nine months after the incident happened <laughs> um he collapsed at work and then he looked and there were a series of dots on his chest like in the picture that i showed you again and they ended up yeah they ended up coming back about every three months um so for weird. a year and a half after it happened <gasps> And that's so weird. Oh my God, that's so creepy. Yeah. So he obviously talked to his doctor about it. His doctor ended up sending him to the Mayo Clinic, 
So he went there and he was examined and then he went back to Winnipeg. No reports were ever sent back to his doctor from the Mayo Clinic. And they like kept calling, kept bugging them, kept trying to figure out like what happened to them. And uh, they finally got back to them after like a year and a half. And they said that they had no records of him ever being there. But he was paying off the bill for going to that hospital. Oh, I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, well, if there's no records, I'm not paying this. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there. That was a little Ooh, bit. That's the government like <laughs> yeah. erasing all evidence. Yeah. It's super strange, that part. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's been investigated by RCMP and a bunch of other officials. No one could ever actually identify what happened there. About a year after the encounter, Stephen went back to the site with a friend of his, and they found quite a bit of material in the soil. And it ended up being a really pure form of silver that was covered mm. in ore. And it contained uranium and radium. I see the picture that there's posted and in true Canadian fashion, there's a toonie for size. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. And it like it it looks like um not a man-made object, but it doesn't look natural forming. Yeah, it's like brackets. It looks, I guess yeah, it, was like it looks like three, a bracket. like three of the same shape they found. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's a little weird. If I was him, I'd be going back there all the time because I'd just know, be like I... wanting answers. Yeah. So uh, October 28th, 1999, he passed away at the age of 83. So that's really sad that he never actually got the answer yeah. to like what actually happened. I mean, we still don't. So yeah. <laughs> so just a couple places or like a couple like fun facts, I guess. <laughs> um, in <laughs> April 2018, the Royal Canadian Mint released a $20 silver coin depicting the alleged event. I love um, that. <laughs> and it's part of Canada's Unexplained Phenomena series. It's cute. Yeah. Um, there was an Unsolved Mysteries episode of it. And like he was actually on that episode. That's where I got the. I've probably seen that because I've watched every episode of Unsolved Mysteries. One yeah. Year. So he was actually on it. So that was kind of cool to see. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Buzzfeed. 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 <laughs> Buzzfeed Unsolved episode that I saw. That's so that was kind of cool. That's a cool yeah. little like chunk of Canadian like history in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of neat. I honestly had, I think I'd heard about it, but like I never yeah. read into it at all. So like I had no idea really what I definitely, was going on. I probably saw the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode, or not BuzzFeed, um, the Unsolved Mysteries episode. Yeah. But I watched those like a couple years ago and it was like while I was working from home. So it was like I was working at the same time. So I probably Yeah. So it was just kind of on in the background. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's really crazy though. Like I love how it happened in Manitoba of all places. <laughs> I know that's so funny that I was looking that yeah. up because literally last week I texted you. Yeah. It might have been earlier this week. I don't even know. Yeah. All the like, days Manitoba's not real. <laughs> I'm convinced. I mean, I haven't been back to Manitoba since I lived there, so that could have like Maybe it's said, not real if, now. Yeah, it's not a fever. It's a fever dream. But I, I believe it because, like, I mean, I have family members that have sweared by seeing things. Like, my grandpa is a commercial fisherman, and they'd be off the coast of like <clears throat> Vancouver Island, like way out like parts of Vancouver Island that aren't inhabited really and they would see like lights go descend down onto like the um into the distance onto like onto Vancouver Island and then shoot up later that's crazy yeah Ugh, or just like know. drop straight into the sea I swear War of the Worlds has it right the aliens are in the water <laughs> well you know what probably yeah oh it's just I'm so also weird. I'm also not convinced that um, octopuses are 
like an animal i'm oh, pretty sure they're aliens i love octopus they're my favorite i have a tattoo of an octopus on my leg they terrify me they're aliens them. they're so smart like it's insane that's what i mean they're too smart they're so smart that yeah. and i don't trust horses <laughs> i don't fucking trust horses i think that's just a you thing <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> there's just no way an animal that big we can just domesticate and like they're like yeah sure ride me i guess like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't trust horses when we recorded our first episode together it was like way back <laughs> when um like i was still doing the podcast pretty much i was just having different guests yeah. on i talked about how when i was a kid i used to think that if i accidentally turned my lights on and then had to turn them off and like had to do it a couple times i thought aliens that was like their sign oh my that they could come in when my husband was listening to this episode he texted me he's like babe i used to think the same thing that's was crazy like, what <laughs> are you kidding me what so, are the chances uh, yeah apparently the only two people in the whole world that are <laughs> we somehow found each other maybe there's more <laughs> Maybe Maybe. there's more. Let us know if you also thought that flashing your lights at night would call the aliens. I love that story. But we can be friends. (laughs) I love that because I feel like every kid has something like that. Like for me, it was like if my blinds were closed, that's it. That was like a force field that protected me from aliens, which makes no sense. I don't even know why. I knew about aliens when I was a kid. Like, right? Where does that come? I mean, I think you asked me the other day. You're like, what was like the first like story yeah. that, that made you think of aliens and I was like I don't have no idea I've just always been scared <laughs> yeah I honestly like I don't there's not like at least with true crime I feel like I know like that one defining story that made me interested but like with aliens I could not tell you I know I bet you though because like my grandma I used to go and um like stay with her for a week in the summer and she would always watch unsolved mysteries or like I don't know all the other names of them, but like ghost story shows and mm-hmm. stuff like this. So I'm sure like that's where I saw stuff like this and got yeah. scared or got interested. But I don't really think there was like one alien, st- unless it was just like my family talking about aliens and me. Yeah. Like, ah. yeah, no, I have no idea. Definitely like for me, like I know where I know why I like paranormal stuff. I know why mm-hmm. I like true crime stuff, but aliens, I have no freaking clue. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. I guess like if you think about it, there's aliens in like a lot of tv shows and media like i know growing up there was this there was a show on tv i'm trying to remember it was like my brother was an alien it was like something on like oh, ytv or something yeah. right or something like i can't remember if that's the name of it but something like that though yeah you, you know what i'm talking about yeah I mean, lots of cartoons about aliens and stuff so it's kind of like we're like breeding kids to like believe or think about it it's called my brother the alien yes i remember watching that it was probably like one of those shows that it would be on like late like cartoon network or ytv Mm -hmm. oh maybe it was alf maybe that's why i like it i used to watch alf all the time when i was a kid i remember that's probably what it was honestly it was probably alf my brothers and i used to walk home from school for lunch and we'd watch alf that sounds like (laughs) we grew up in the 60s we grew up in the 90s (laughs) there's just a lot of reruns on tv yeah (laughs) i had an alf doll did you really yeah i think it was my mom's and then i I had it i have an alf puzzle that i found at a vintage store it doesn't even seem like it was a real thing yeah that's crazy alf the alien that eats cats and then also Mork and Mindy with um oh yeah Robin Ro- yeah Robin, yeah, Robin Williams piece yeah. yeah I remember like that's an old old show but I remember like my parents or something watching it yeah 
maybe that's or, what it was or making references or oh third rock from the fucking sun oh did you ever watch that i watched it a little bit i was a little bit too young for it though like my parents never wanted me to watch yeah. it i watched that definitely with like joseph gordon rabbit <laughs> <laughs> i had such a crush on him then awesome oh, still do probably <laughs> great i like him yeah. a lot Alrighty, you want to tell me your story all right so mine is um the kelly hop hopskinsville encounter hop hopkinsville hopkinsville it's <laughs> mouthful <laughs> i don't want to say it wrong or the story of the little green men <laughs> which you'll realize makes no fucking sense <laughs> okay great can't wait all right <laughs> So now whenever I think of aliens, this is the story that pops into my head is like the story about aliens. Um, and I, I know I listened to a podcast that covered this story recently, but as in recently, I mean, it could have been like the last three years. <laughs> and I only really listen to like two podcasts, I swear to God, these days. So I thought it might have been the ladies at My Favorite Murder covered it, but I don't think they would have covered aliens and I couldn't find any hmm. any evidence of that on like their lists so i'm thinking it was probably lore that covered it at one point because i like lore a lot i listen to that podcast it's really great but i couldn't i couldn't find what podcast i heard the story on which sucked because i could have got more information from them yeah (laughs) oh uh quickly i'll say my sources actually speaking of which a youtube video called little green men by the kentucky educational television (laughs) i bet that was entertaining (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was an old one too um, a YouTube video called UFO Case Review, uh, Kelly Hopkinsville Encounter, 1955. Um, a History.com article called The Little Green Men Origins. And good old Wikipedia. Love it. Yeah. So I think I got most of my information from the History.com article. It's very thorough. August 21st, 1955 was just like any other typical hot summer night in Kentucky. The Sutton family owned a tiny farm in, rural, in a rural area of Kentucky called Kelly. It was like a modest, small three-bedroom house that didn't sport any of the luxuries of running water, power, telephones, or radio. So just like a, a, I think it was like a wood kind of cabin in the woods kind of thing. So eight adults and three children were at the farm at this time. And I think it was kind of like a reunion. I couldn't find out. I'm thinking like a couple families lived in this place and then two people plus their kids were visiting. So There's like 11 people there total in this like tiny little three-bedroom house. Um, So the house itself consisted of the 50-year-old widow and the matriarch of the family, Glennie Lankford, and her two older sons with their wives, a brother-in-law, and the the widow's three younger children. That's a lot. Yeah. I don't know how that family tree works, but there's a (laughs) lot of people there. And then, of course, the two visiting people. Billy Ray and his wife, who were visiting from out of town. So they were visiting it's Elmer. Trish. Iris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> this is the origin story of Miley Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they were visiting Elmer. Lucky is his nickname, Elmer Sutton. So I'll just refer to him as Lucky from here on out. Okay. Um, and they had worked together previously in like a traveling carnival. So they were just down from Pennsylvania visiting. So around 7 p.m., Billy Ray Taylor was out getting some water from the well. He claimed he saw a silver disc-shaped object that was real bright with an exhaust of all colors of the rainbow, is how we described it. It was real bright. Real bright. (laughs) Um, He said it silently passed over the house, stopped midair, and then dropped straight into the ground or to the ground. 
So the family, he went back, told everyone, they sort of dismissed his claims and basically like laughed him off. And like, I honestly, <laughs> this is where I made that reference for. I think they were all deep in the hooch at this point. Like <laughs> it was Kentucky, like rural Kentucky. Mm-hmm. What um, else are you going to do? Right. But later on in the story, Glennie Lankford, the like house matriarch, she stated liquor was never allowed at the farmhouse. So hmm. who knows? Sounds like they were all pretty like good Christian men or whatever. So about an hour later, the family dog started barking like crazy. And so Billy Ray and Lucky Sutton went to the door to see what all the ruckus was about. They saw a strange glow coming from what appeared to be a small humanoid creature. They described this creature to be about three and a half feet tall with an oversized, almost perfectly round head with large bat-like ears. Ooh. Yeah. And its arms extended almost to the ground. Like, Ew, I proportionally. That. I know, like, it's like slender and- man. Ooh, yeah. bat ears but like three feet tall so yeah <laughs> super short um and then its hands were like almost like talons like these big club hands with talons and then it had big oversized eyes that gave off a yellowish glow and the body kind of shimmered in the moonlight almost like a silver metal this is so actually they- the story of twilight, twilight <laughs> and miley cyrus and miley cyrus <laughs> it's my new fan fiction <laughs> so this is where i I was like i don't know where the green part of the story came from because never at all do the does anyone in the family ever describe them being green Hmm. they actually say like quite frequently that it was silver and it almost looked like they were wearing armor weird freaky so also apparently it didn't walk like humans but rather floated and moved forward by swaying its hips from side to side oh so it was like apparently its legs are pretty like rigid like it didn't have like knees or whatever and it just kind of like floated and it kind of like wiggled I guess as it moved forward. That's so weird. It's <laughs> so creepy. Imagine that coming towards you. I would simply pass away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So the two men were obviously terrified and they grabbed one of them grabbed a shotgun and one of them grabbed a rifle and they fired towards the creature. So I love this, like, don't even ask, (laughs) just shoot. Um, And so apparently the creature raised its hands up into the air, like its long ass arms and hands, um, like almost like you would do if someone had you at like gunpoint, like don't shoot kind of thing. And um, it just kept like slowly approaching, approaching them. Um, And so they, they were like shooting at it. And so this is the creepiest part of this whole fucking thing. It did this like flip. I'm assuming like a backflip. And then it fled into the darkness. It was just Ew. like. <laughs> I hate that so much. Yeah. Like nothing about this story is like. In, like it, it's just terrifying. So then of course the family's like scared as hell. And like minutes later. They see these same creatures appear in the window. So like they retreat <gasps> back into the house. No. And then they just fucking right now I'm. Oh, there's a window right beside me. Fucking facing that. a window. I'm like, oh god, I gotta close this. I'm facing a window and it's pitch black. So close your blinds. Close your blinds. <laughs> oh, there's too much shit in the way. <laughs> I'll just risk it. Whoa. So they're in this house. They all retreat back to the house, and then the- these creatures just like pop up in the windows. Oh my god. And so they just fire straight through the window. So I don't know if like the windows had glass on them. I'm assuming no. I think it was just um like a screen. Okay. I don't know how cold it gets in Kentucky, but I know it gets probably hot. So I'm sure in the summer that helps regulate. Yeah, but bugs. 
Yeah, but it's a screen, so they can't bugs can't get through the screen. They can't. So there's like shot through it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that's not their priority. <laughs> um, so they they fire the gun through the screens at them, and then again they just seem to not be affected by the bullets, and they just do that weird little flip thing and disappear. Okay. So this is a quote straight from the history.com history.com article. Miss Lankford told Isabel Davis, the author of an extensive report called Close Encounter at Kelly and Others of 1955. It looked like a five gallon gasoline can with a head on top and small legs. It was shimmering bright metal like on my refrigerator. That's how she described it. <laughs> So like aliens, robots, take it. <laughs> yeah, like a gas, a gasoline can, which like back then were made of metal. So that's how she described it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I need to say this next part, like at night beside a campfire with like a flashlight under my chin, you know, just get real, lean in real close. So things seemed to quiet down a bit. So the two men ventured outside to investigate. As they were standing on the porch, the rest of the family inside saw one of the claw-like hands reach down from the roof and touch Billy Ray's hair. (laughs) So that's not the most terrifying. (laughs) His poor mullet. (laughs) (laughs) So they all screamed and pulled him back in because they were all like kind of huddled by the door together, all 11 of them. And they, they they saw it. I think he felt it. They screamed and they pulled him back in and then Lucky shot at the roof, at the creature. And then another creature in a nearby tree. It then apparently floated to the ground and fled to the woods. They later told police that they thought the creatures were protected by some sort of armor. Hence the like glowing. <sighs> I'm still facing a window and I'm not looking up. <laughs> no, I hate it. Yeah. So enough was enough at this point, And they barricaded themselves inside for several hours. Just absolutely terrified. They shot out of the windows whenever the creatures popped up and got too close because apparently they just kept like peering in the window. Um, And then they would hear movements outside and like scratches on the roof. So they could hear that they were like on the roof. Eventually at 11 p.m. So I think it's been about like three hours at this point of just like hell. I'm assuming the activity like quieted down enough that that the entire family, all 11 of them just fucking packed up and like booked it to the the car, their cars. So they fled the house together and then they packed into their vehicles and sped away. And they went to the um, Hopkinsville police station. (laughs) So they they basically, they rushed the station with their wild story. And so the police chief called his entire team, the state police and the military police from Fort Campbell, which was apparently nearby, and a ton of reporters. Um, All of these people got to the property and investigated it. And they found the bullets and the shell casings and like the holes in the screen. Like they definitely saw that there was like carnage, um, but they didn't find anything else. They also did, said that they couldn't find any evidence of any drinking either. So, like, no okay. jugs of XXX moonshine <laughs> laying around. So, after a few hours, you know, everyone just, like, packed it up and left the family alone in the farmhouse again. By, and it was by around 2 a.m. So, however, their experience didn't end there. Later in the night at around 3.30, the family was plagued again by these glowing creatures. Oh, my God. Miss Lankford claimed that one stood by her bedside window with its claw oh. hand on the screen. <laughs> she was like, oh, my God. I, and she, they just, like, she just laid there staring at it, and it just, like, held its hand. <laughs> oh, 
my god i don't even think they tried shooting at it anymore they were just like it's over it yeah and then so apparently the creatures finally seemed to leave them alone by daybreak but then of course a different invasion was about to occur oh my god this is long (laughs) yeah so come daybreak people (laughs) i know like honestly like what they went through and like how they reacted doesn't seem to match with like them wanting to lie about it Mm -hmm. because yeah come daybreak the whole town and all the surrounding towns had caught wind of what happened and the people just flooded the farm hoping to catch a glimpse of these little green men i don't know where that name came from Mm -hmm. um like people literally camped on the farm and would like enter the house and steal shit just as souvenirs they just like would walk through the cabin and just take things so they put up no trespassing signs but those did obviously nothing so they decided to start charging people for various things like 50 cents for entering the grounds a dollar for information and ten dollars for taking pictures in the 50s yeah wow like so that of course led like skeptics being like you're just doing this for the money like you're making this up and you're just charging for money the children of miss lankford sorry the grandchildren there was a one of the videos i watched had a grandchild of her claim that she was a god-fearing woman who would have not made any of these kind of stories up and it was also said that every time the sheriff interviewed her her story remained the same and as they got more into the story she would just get this look of complete fear in her eyes as she recounted the night and so they sold the house like days later they just oh, wow. packed up and left they had they didn't want anything to do with the house they didn't like the attention they were like tired of people wanting interviews so they just left you know that that's why it makes me feel like they didn't do this for an attention or money mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. unless they made enough money charging people yeah and then they were like okay so like, yeah we're, we're out yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's that's the story and I'm going to get into one of my favorite explanations. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Because honestly, how do you explain an encounter like this when 11 people from, yeah. all, different, from all different ages experience the same thing? But the best explanation for this is that the aliens were great horned owls. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'll, I'll, trust me, it makes sense when I get into this now. Like, So... People just love to think that the entire family was intoxicated on like some good moonshine. And then they got scared by a couple of giant owls. <laughs> and honestly, if you look up great horned owls, they're actually kind of creepy looking. Um, so, you know, they're nocturnal. They fly at night. They fly silently. Um, <clears throat> they have big yellow eyes. And then they have those tufts of fur that they could have thought were like those bat ears. Mm-hmm. Like the tufts of fur by their eyes. And they can Three get feet. up. Well, they say they can get up to two feet tall. So, you know, this is back to when we were talking about I can't tell distances or yeah. <laughs> heights. So maybe yeah. they just, yeah. And they have talons. And most importantly, they will aggressively defend their nests. It also might mm-hmm. be worth noting that in their claims, they never actually saw more than two of these aliens at once, the creatures. So honestly, it could have just been a pair of two great horned owls defending like ba- their babies. Mm-hmm. Um. There was also sightings and reports of a meteor shower that occurred that same night, which could explain the light in the sky that Billy Ray saw before the attack. But yeah, <laughs> that's Have- that's the story. <laughs> so like this could explain like when he shot at the ones in the tree and they say it glided down. It could have just been the owl gliding with its wings. Mm-hmm. I mean, at night, it's not like they had um, like a street lamp. Yeah, that's true. They would have been yeah. like in the middle of 
so I'm not saying that it was owls, but part of me feels like it was owls. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. But you think that they would maybe? I mean, maybe not. But they may have been familiar with owls <laughs> if would, they lived in the country. You would think, but who knows? I hmm. mean, and and like the fact that they'd be on the roof and like anytime they went outside, they would attack because you know maybe when Billy Ray went to go get water maybe the nest was right by the well and he just triggered them yeah the thing is is like the when all of the people were there where did the owls go Mm -hmm. people were like camped out there for days unless they were just like oh there's some owls here and like didn't think yeah they didn't (laughs) yeah Um, i'm also curious about like the like how they said that they were shiny and then yeah that doesn't make sense yeah I just think I think the owl theory is funny because then it makes me think of the staircase. <laughs> so do you think? Do you think it's aliens? Do you think it's owls? I don't think it's owls. <laughs> I think that's I want, a little ridiculous. I want to know who came up with that theory. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Because I would have never thought of that. No. I don't think most people would <laughs> think of owls. Uh, yeah, I have I I don't know. Yeah, so like that, the whole term "little green men" was coined from that. Encounter. From those little silver owls. Yeah, it was like <laughs> some newspaper just decided to like completely lie. I guess <laughs> like have a Maybe little. It just spin. made it sound like more extraterrestrial yeah. because nothing's green. Yeah, that's true. Hey, but hmm. yeah, that's probably my it's favorite so alien story of all time. Yeah, that's crazy. Just like 11 people were fucking terrorized for hours. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. Those poor people. Those are our little (laughs) green men stories. (laughs) Hopefully we never see them for ourselves. No, I do not want. uh, Yeah, I don't know what. I would probably just pee my pants and then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and like most of the alien stories that I've ever read are always like people with like lost time. Mm-hmm. And then they don't have any idea what's happened to them. Like they'll they'll be driving along, they'll see a light in the sky, and then the next thing they know, it's been like seven hours later. Like what? <laughs> yeah, that's so strange. How do you lose just seven hours of your fucking life and not know? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, it freaks me out. I don't like yeah. that. <laughs> I love talking about them and I love like, hearing stories. But yeah, don't want to ever. <laughs> I don't want them to be my stories. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. No, yeah. Thank you. No, thank you. No, not into that. No, well, I guess that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's our aliens, our stories. little little green men stories. Yeah. Um, what's on the docket for next week? What are we talking next? next? Week or we're next doing... next week? Yeah. To I mean, yeah. <laughs> I keep we're saying doing... next week, but yeah, next episode. Yeah, we next are episode. doing true crime. Ooh, I love true crime. We'll have our own little true crime story. I have been binging true crime shows lately. Oh, yeah. I go through phases where like it'll be like a week of just watching true crime documentaries. And then I get too overwhelmed. And then and then I just watch happy things. Yeah, and then you like can't walk down the street without thinking somebody's stalking yeah. you and it's going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, so- we should mention that if people want to and like our show that they should subscribe to our feed, yes. I guess. <laughs> I and and like rate and review wherever you can i guess yeah that's what people say especially on like (laughs) itunes yeah rate review subscribe yeah i think i think it apparently helps yeah i don't really know how this works i just (laughs) like doing it yeah (laughs) we just like talking and especially about spooky true crime 
etc. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you also like spooky true crime, etc., <laughs> please, yeah. please let, let us, us know. Let us or you know, if you have like specific stories you want us to cover, mm-hmm. we definitely or like use if you the have idea a story like yes, how we used to do this podcast, <laughs> just like people <laughs> telling their own stories. Yeah, would be great. Yeah, or just like write in, and we'll we'll say it. Yeah, we can read sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we edit don't worry oh yeah big time (laughs) there's lots of podcasts that you don't hear oh my god thank god nobody hears Mm -hmm. that except for the only one that really has got me that i did leave in was oh my god i can't say it now asphyxiation that one got me real good (laughs) i was like peeing my pants when i was editing it oh my god it's so funny yeah it's it's fun to edit this sometimes because we just you can tell when we're just struggling to say a word. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then we'll cut out a lot of it usually. Usually you can hear because when we do finally get it out, we're like laughing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it comes from nowhere. It's just I like edit a cut. all of the embarrassing part out. And then Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So that's that. Yeah. So stay tuned for true crime next episode. And until next time. I forgot what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say stay spooky, but I changed it now. (laughs) Until next time. Bye. (laughs) We're keeping that in. (laughs) Keep on creeping on.